who stopped by your ears. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Seven Day Boogie. Uh, it's your boy, Jordan, the boogeyman himself, coming at you through the airwaves. Uh, it is a beautiful Monday evening. Um, I have done all my chores. I took a shower. My ears are clean. My toes are dry. Um, what's up? What's going on? Uh, it was a, a busy weekend, obviously. First off, thanks for listening. Uh, first up at the tippity top at the top of the pod, uh, thank you to my brother Nick for the theme song. Also, thank you to my homie Nick Cox for the logo. Yeah! If you want anything from Nick, search him out. He is on Instagram, NMC underscore DSGN. He rips Nick Cox. He's so fucking creative. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. What's happening? It was a long weekend. Um, I mean, not like long, like lengthwise, but just like busy, chalked, packed full of it. Uh, last weekend too, you know, um, just been a lot going on. I, uh, I know that we've spoken, um, previously about my skateboarding and my ability to, and consistent performance of ripitude, um, me ripping, I guess is the short part of it of just, you know, I mean, do I, am I gonna, you gonna make me, don't make me say it. I'll say it. Frontside Renades, backside Renades, pop shoves. This is a new one. Backside big spins. Bah, stoked on that one. Uh, I'm gonna do a cake flip. I'm gonna do a fakey flip. I'm gonna do a half cab flip. I'm gonna do a half cab regular. I'm gonna do a fakey 180 nolly one. I mean, the list goes on probably four or five more lines, but, uh, I rip, been ripping, but also when you rip, um, sometimes, you know, you rip, but you also are in the 200 plus club, like your boy, because I'm, I'm weighing in at about a solid 220 right now, um, probably way more after the weekend, but we'll go into that later, uh, but I rip, and I have been progressing uh, as a skateboarder, I've been getting better, learning new stuff, but that also, you know, learning new stuff and being in the 200 plus club means you'd be snapping your butts. Uh, I've been breaking boards a lot. I broke one in California uh, pretty much right away after my brother and I had gotten to a skate park. And then um, I came, I was like skating like a, a loner, or not like a loner board, but like a, an old board. And I skated that a couple times and it was fine. And then I bought a brand new one, just a spanking pretty new board from the skate shop and I set it up with love gripped it up I like did a cool thing with the grip I like usually I always grip my own board because it's you know it is the um is my version of like working on my car working on a rig uh is me tightening uh bolts into a skateboard and putting grip tape on it because I'm a child so I uh cut the skateboard you know something just so satisfying about setting up a brand new fresh skateboard uh putting the grip on it i cut down the middle so i had a little racing stripe i was so stoked boom about to bust it out uh go to the skate park skating for like fucking 25 minutes do a 50 50 on this ledge land with such 
confidence. Oh, man, just really just with such gusto and oomph. Uh, there was a um, an excess of oomph. I think is what I operate with when I'm on a skateboard. Um, and I oomphed straight onto the nose of the skateboard and snapped it. Oh, just snapped the fucking skateboard right in twain. And everyone at the skate park like went silent. And that's always like a daunting moment when you're at the skate park and, uh, you know, someone sees your husky butt snap your skateboard right away. Cause everyone's like, <gasps> Cause they don't know what to do. And I did the only thing that, uh, I did the proper thing, which is to go, everything's fine. And just pick up my skateboard and walk back into the skate uh, shop portion of the indoor skate park. But I was in there and I'm perusing their catalog, uh, with, cause I had to buy a new one immediately. Cause I was only there for 25 minutes and I drove 35 minutes to get there. And I was not about to let a little thing called gravity and my body stop me from skateboarding. So I go back into the shop. I am fully prepared to purchase a new skateboard deck because that is just what happens it's the risk of what you're doing is you break stuff you gotta buy stuff so i go into the skate shop and i'm looking at i'm perusing their catalog i'm like dude what's this what's the strongest one huh you got one skateboard that's just two glued on top of each other uh and he goes no like they're all pretty much the same except and this was like the horror movie portion of it. Like this is where I thought he was going to sell me like Satan's board. Uh, but I did, uh, he did give me what is pa- a Powell flight deck, which when I first saw it, I was like, dude, this is so thin. What are you doing? Uh, Cause it was only five plies, but regular skateboard, if for those unacquainted are usually like seven plies of like laminated wood. Uh, this one was only five, and I was like, I don't know if you heard what I said, bro, but I'm doing thick flips, so I'm going to need a, a thick board, eight, ten ply, 44 ply. Give me a phone book on wheels, homie, and I'll, I'm going to skate it. So he's like, nah, bro, this has fiberglass technology. This is guaranteed not to break record scratch i was like eh? so he gives me the board and on the board it even says like guaranteed strong as strong as shit guaranteed super strong so also on the board there was like one of those uh like mail-in rebate certificates that was like if you break this shit because you're so gnarly we will send you a new one like let us know we will apologize and you can just send us a new one Randy new one. We'll send and or I'm sorry, you can send yours. We'll send you a Randy new one. Uh, but yeah, I'm stoked on it. So far, so good. Brand new deck. It's working out really well. It feels like the new so I got it is long story short. I got the the new flight deck, guaranteed not to break. I bought the shit out of it. Uh, I've been skating it for uh, like a week now, a couple sessions. I'm really into it. It feels more sturdy than like any other board that I've really ever been on. I'm nerding out. And also, uh, I think it feels to me as sturdy as what I'm assuming a skateboard feels like to a normal person. And normal, what is it? But like, so generally, the like skateboarding for the most part, skateboarders are typically not 6'2 to 20. Um, 
it is usually it is beneficial to in fact be a little bit smaller than that to be a skateboarder. That's just what it is, because uh, you're bouncing around. You know, you're springy. You're 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 fit. Fit man's game, tiny man's game. Uh, but I'm assuming that my super reinforced board is what a normal skateboard feels like uh, to an like a, a regular person. But I'm stoked on it. I'm super stoked on it. Uh, speaking of super things, the Super Bowl was last night, which is why I'm recording on a Monday, among other reasons. There's, I'm, it's the seven day boogie. I could boogie on any day, you know. Expect. Any and any any day, any week, any time, a, a, a podcast. There's no rhyme or reason because we're boogieing, and that's just what we're doing. We're chilling. That's the whole point, is that we're just doing our damn thing. Uh, my roommate's cooking microwave in the back. But Super Bowl was yesterday. Uh, shout out to my friend Sam for taking me over to his friends Billy and Gina's apartment. It was very nice, very wonderful occasion. Uh, beautiful spread. But again, that will come later. But I just up top wanted to thank Sam for bringing me and wanted to thank Billy and Gina for having me because that was very pleasant and I appreciate that very much. But if you follow me on Instagram, uh, which you should probably do anyway, if you don't already, the Instagram is 7daybug. That's what you should do. You should definitely follow me there. But if you saw me on Instagram, I posted a story saying that I would name off my top 10 non-football related things from Super Bowl Sunday. Because, you know, you're going to see top 10 plays. You're going to see top 10 plays, uh, quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, which there would only be two, but they're both top 10. Congratulations. Uh, So top 10 non-football things from the Super Bowl uh, from Sunday night. I was there the whole time. Had a wonderful time. These were my observations uh and also no particular order every one of these things rips just as much as the other one except for the last one the last one is the best one uh that made me the most happy um and it is the least football related which is hilarious because you know i be not loving football but so uh number the number one i guess this is even backwards 10 best things uh there was a commercial up top for walmart even though i'm not like you know whatever um not like I'm not going to bat for Walmart, but they did have a sick commercial that involved a lot of aliens. And if you know anything about me, I fucking love aliens. But the best part of like this futuristic Walmart, like people were, it was basically just like, you can come from anywhere to a Walmart and we'll fucking pick your groceries up for you. Stupid. But the best part was that the Mars attacks aliens were in it. And I fucking love Mars Attacks. So shouts out to Mars Attacks. Also, this was a detractor that almost took this off the list entirely. They did a Bill and Ted thing. But how uh like how are how are you gonna have a Bill but no Ted? Do you know what I mean? Like how, there's only one what that was you need both wild stallions. Keanu wasn't fucking there, and you would think like, oh, it's cause he's Keanu. No. Fuck that. He, it's If they're doing Bill and Ted, there's got to be Bill and Ted, not just two, like, not just like a now version and a young version of Bill as Preston. It was a bummer. I, I missed Keanu because if Keanu would have been there, that would have been, oh, that would have been like the sickest fucking commercial of all time. But the Mars Attacks, the Mars Attacks thing, the the homies were in there. Uh, it's the best. That I was I was stoked on seeing Mars attacks. Num 
number two on my list in the flow of consciousness list of 2020. You've listened to this podcast before. You know that I love wrestling. So that is why number two on my list is The Rock, which he should be number one on anyone's list. But the numbers in this list don't matter except for what is number 10, which has made me a 10 out of 10 happy. So that's just, that's again, down the line. But The Rock like cut this crazy promo and was like introducing people and he probably got paid 40 gajillion dollars to do it. But like I'm getting chills right now. If, if you watch any wrestling at all, or if you listen to the rock, you know, he's a fantastic speaker. So he's introducing the Kansas city chiefs and he is just absolutely crushing it. He like, Oh, the things he said was just, oh man, they were wonderful. I'm seriously, I think he got paid $40 million to do that promo. That's just my guess. That's just my guesstimation. Because if you're The Rock and you're going to talk about so many football players that are about to, uh, I guess he didn't really know this, but they were about to win the Super Bowl. Uh, it was pretty wild. I think that he got paid a million $40 million for it. And uh, I think that it was also wonderful because it got me very excited for the Super Bowl game. Uh, so also at this game, obviously, I said that there was a, a, a huge spread. But before the spread, uh, before, you know, obviously, we, we as in my roommate Sam, wanted to contribute because I was driving him. So he contributed to the party bean dip. And holy cow, was his refried beans so good. I ate a whole bunch. I ate too much entirely, which is why these next couple things are pretty much all, yep, eating related. So uh, the next thing, number four on the list was there. This was something I've never seen before. Number three, Sam's bean dip. Number four, never seen before. So I am there, and I've played fantasy football in the past. One of my first episodes was about me fucking blowing it in my fantasy football team uh, league this year that I am, spoiler alert, no longer a part of. Got the boot. Everything's fine. Uh, the But the, there was a loser at this Super Bowl party, but his punishment for losing their fantasy football team was, uh, league was that he had to be a butler. For the whole night, he dressed up in suspenders and a bow tie. He was uh, just a handsome butler, uh, just the most prestigious of butlers. And he also brought a whole fucking tray of rigatoni. And oh, I love rigatoni. It's so good. It was from, uh, I think it was either Luminati's or Portillo's. Either way, Garwin, this uh, this rigatoni butler was just the best saving grace that you could ever ask for. Uh, he, I mean, there's already so much food, which is number five on the list. Uh, eating my face off uh, was the was the list uh, is number five on the list because I ate so much that it was hard for me to put my shoes on after the Super Bowl. Um, it was just the salt content in my body was probably 73%. Like if I would have been holding, if I was holding a flashlight, you would think I was a Himalayan salt lamp. Um, it was terrible. I had so much food. My ankles were so swollen. I couldn't put my shoe. I had to unlace my shoes entirely and like yoke out the laces so I could slide them on. 
Oh, let me give you the rundown. So obviously I ate number three, bean dip Sam. I had the bean dip Sam, but when we got there, there was also a variety of salsas and guacamole. So I had to try every one of those. There was this crazy, like, I don't know if it was coleslaw. It probably was salsa. I was eating it with a spoon. It was like this, uh, it was almost like an elote, but not like no cheese. It was like this creamy coleslaw-y green bean, corn, onion thing. It was definitely a topping. I definitely ate it as a side because um, it was delicious, but just like scooping it up with chips. So I ate that bunch of chips. They had little mini Reuben sandwiches. So the corned beef with Thousand Island and the sauerkraut, slide that Swiss cheese off of there for me because you know your boy don't love cheese. But, uh, oh, just a, a, a smorgasbord. And then Rigatoni Butler shows up. So obviously I'm hitting the Rigatoni hard. And then they finish. What? what? There's an instant pot in the corner of the room that I hadn't seen the entire time. Uh, there's a fucking 14 pounds of Italian beef that I had to eat. So I get the, the Italian beef on the thick ciabatta with the giardinera and I'm just stuffing. I had food in front of my face for the entirety of the Super Bowl. Just motion. Rice Krispies with like butterscotch fudge topping. What? This, it was just, it was truly an event. Oh, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it and also not hungry at the same time because I pretty much didn't eat today uh, and I'm still not very hungry. But eating my face off is number five. Uh, number six is there was the intro commercial for like the next 100 or like congratulations, we've been football for 100 years and we're going to be football for 100 years more. That, fo- that commercial got me so jazzed. It had such a good... Uh, like little kid star in it who I looked up. His name's Maxwell Bunchy Young, and he's about to be the most famous person of all time. Uh, like he was like a running thing. He was running through the years of football, yada yada. But then he had like a crew with him. They run out onto the field. It was like real commercial turns into him running the game ball out onto the field, and it was so so cool because he also had like a bunch of kids running with him, and then they just fucking broke out into dance before the Super Bowl. That shit was so tight. Maxwell Bunchy Young, look him up. He's like a youth football prodigy. He's like the fastest person ever, I guess. And he's also, he's got some style. He's a stylish little dude. And uh, he's got, I think he's he's going to be doing big things. But it was I was stoked. I was stoked on Bunchy. Stoked on Bunchy. Uh, so moving right along to number seven, skateboarding. So this... This ties into number six as well. Nija Houston was in uh, the Bunchy commercial, the NFL commercial, because he was like running past like celebrities and stuff and not skateboarding. Nija Houston's a great skateboarder, like very, very famous uh, professional skateboarder. Another commercial that got me even more stoked because skateboarding is taking over the world. Another commercial that got me absolutely stoked was for St. Archer Brewing and it was my boy Paul Rodriguez. Oh, I was so stoked to see this. Paul Rodriguez, for those of you who don't know, is also probably one of the best skateboarders alive, if not of all time. Uh, And forever ago, I was seeing stuff on Instagram and like 
uh, this website called The Barracks, which is like a, a skateboarding um, like media website about St. Archer Brewing Co. It was all these skateboarders that had come together uh, for this project to like put out a skater-owned beer company, love skater-owned companies, try to support them as much as possible. So uh, part of the skater takeover was because like skaters drink a shit ton of beer. So why not have a beer made by skaters for skaters? So Paul Rodriguez and a handful of other skateboarders came together. I think it's been out in California for a long time. Uh, but this was the first time that I'd seen like a mass... Uh, commercial for St. Archer Brewing Company. Obviously, the Bay Area is huge for skateboarding. Uh, San Francisco being in the the Super Bowl probably helped. Regardless, skateboarding is taking over the whole entire world. Uh, Skateboarders are everywhere. We're the coolest people in the world, so get to know us. But the P-Rod beer commercial was so sick. Um, And that is number seven on the list. Number eight eight on the list could also be number one on anyone's list and that was the halftime show good gosh oh oh my goodness was the halftime show super entertaining the dance moves on point Shakira and J-Lo outfits in in in, in, undescribable obviously Uh, just unbelievable talents killing it so much energy. The homie Bad Bunny was up there for a little bit. Um, Jay Balvin was up there. It was so, such an entertaining uh, halftime show, like high energy. I'm oh, rocking, like, no more rock and roll. At just, I need the hits. I need pop hits. I need throwback stuff I need, or new stuff. Just like, sorry, I don't need to imagine a single, like, one more dragon at the Super Bowl if it's going to be stuff like, if it's like that. Every year. I've imagined all the dragons I need to. Thank you. Not one more. Um, but Shakira and JLo fucking crushed. Okay. Number nine. This one should have been number five. This one should have come probably earlier in this list. That doesn't matter. But everyone knows the athletes are really cool. Obviously. Everyone knows the athletes are some smooth operators and they have some cool shit going on. One of the coolest things about uh, this intro and all the things, it was all the secret handshakes. Athletes have so, and this goes from the, the even the NBA beyond the Super Bowls, uh, the NBA, like just secret handshakes in sports are so tight. They're so intricate and they last so long and they just have so many steps and I could never do it. I could never remember an entire secret handshake. And they have a different fucking secret handshake with each one of their members of their team. And if you watch the NBA, people that haven't been on a team in a decade do a handshake for 45 minutes. They see, like LeBron James has been on multiple teams. And when he sees any teammate that he has been on a team with in the past, they do a 45-minute handshake and dap up, and then they whisper in each other's ears because they're athletes and they're cooler than me. But also at the Super Bowl, both sides. Both sides were doing handshakes. It's so sick. I need to start every one of my friends, if you're listening to this podcast, even if you're listening to this podcast and uh, we've never spoken, reach out to me and let's make up a secret handshake. Huh? Come on. Secret hand- Everyone should have a secret handshake with somebody. You got to... You gotta be doing the secret handshakes. Um, so yeah, that's those are the nine that occurred like during while I was watching the secret uh, Super Bowl handshake. But uh, moving on to number ten, 
this is one that I am the most proud of for this week. This is the number one thing that happened on Super Bowl Sunday. I guess number 10, but top of happy, 10 out of 10 happiness scale for me was when my roommate Sam and I got home. He looked at me in the eyes and he said, do you want to play NBA 2K against me? <laughs> and those of you who know me and have listened to the podcast, you know about the Hall of L's, you know. If this is your first time listening, my roommates, my roommate and I, my friends play a lot of NBA 2K. And if you're playing at my apartment and you lose, you get a picture of yourself taken and put on the wall, the Hall of L's. You get inducted into the Hall of L's. Uh, and as, as many times, you can be inducted over, 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 over again. Uh, I'm on there a couple times, not as many times as my roommate Sam, but that's where the story is leading. So... We get home and he's like, yo, bro, let's do a little 2K, huh? How you feel? You feel he feels a little cocky. Sam, you know, he he's getting home, he's he's doing a little he's trying to fight me, you know. Sometimes he'd be doing front flips onto me, but I suplex him. But he's, you know, he's he's poking the bear. And he's like, Let's play 2K, bro. You scared? You scared to play me in 2K? And I'm like, No, dude. Turn on 2K. Let's play it. Let's play a little game. So we we run it, we fire it up. And he's beating me for most of the game. Uh, how it works also is that we we each hit random three times on the, the, the team selector. And then you get to pick one of the three random teams. If you don't like that, you can do a fourth and final sudden death pick where you hit random a fourth time. And you have to be whatever team it lands on uh, the fourth time. But so we pick our teams and we're pretty evenly matched. And we're playing the game. He's beating me for most of the time. And... It is, uh, he is the Denver Nuggets and I'm the Portland Trailblazers. So he is beating me like we're kind of trading back and forth, but towards the third and fourth quarter, like he's goes up like 10 and then I bring it back down to like four or six and then he goes back up like 12 and then he bring like he, he's just extending the lead. But then, oh boy, Dame Lillard just starts going crazy and he starts just putting the game in the palm of his hands, we go into overtime. Okay, I tie it up miraculously in the fourth quarter. We go into overtime. Overtime's happening. Immediately, my roommate pulls away. Sam pulls away. And it's just, he's pissing me off. He's going to win. I'm like fully subscribed to the fact that he's going to win. But I still have a fighter's spirit. Uh... So I, I'm like, like, all right, let me just keep, let me just see what I can do. You know, let me try to give this full court miracle a chance. So I start coming back a little bit and I don't really know if he is like noticing, um, that he's like starting to miss some shots and the buzz, like it's winding down. So he's pretty much sealed it away, but no, he hasn't because I tie it up with like 12 seconds left. Okay. And then he gets the ball uh, and scores two free throws, right? So then there's like three seconds left. He gets the ball. I foul him. There's like three seconds left. He shoots two free throws, makes them both. He's up by two. I inbound it. There's like three seconds left. I just throw a Hail Mary pass straight to uh, CJ McCollum behind the line, and he smashes the three-pointer. 
crushes it, hits it, buzzer beater. Holy shit. I have not won a game like that. Last moment of overtime, three-point buzzer beater, bro. Ever. I've never I've never won a game like that. Can I tell you how many laps I ran around my apartment screaming and stomping around like an idiot after that happened? About 42. Uh, I'm still screaming. I, I actually, after this, I'm going to call him and I'm going to leave him a voicemail because he's on a work trip right now. And I'm going to tell him that I beat him yesterday in 2K because I did. And I hit him with a buzzer beater and I, sh- I brushed a little dirt off my shoulder and I took a very upset and angry and blurry rage-filled loss picture of him and put it up on the Hall of Bells, baby. And that is my top 10 non-football-related Super Bowl events. Moving forward, on to this week's Shudder Shoutout. Whew. This week's was good. Let me tell you, this week's Shudder Shoutout is a true Shudder Shoutout. I'll say that up top. True Blue on the Shudder app. Indeed, Shudder Shoutout. And this Shutter shout-out comes to us from Ireland, the beautiful land of Ireland. And this Shutter shout-out is entitled From the Dark. Wow. This movie, I'm going to give this movie an 8 out of 10 ghosts. Um, there aren't any ghosts in it, but that's my rating system. You get 10 ghosts, you're officially spooky. Uh like I would say The Shining is a 10 ghost movie just to put like a bar out there if we got a measure The Shining is a 10 ghost movie 10 out of 10 horror movie psychological physically scary they got jump scares they got stuff to think about there's all sorts of stuff going on that's why The Shining's perfect still reading it gonna finish it promise pinky promise over the airwaves but From the Dark from Ireland it is on Shudder um it basically it's your classic like not classic because I've never seen how this starts, but like someone under uncovers some ancient or something beast, um, and then a an unfortunate couple has to face it face to face. Right? The um, the thing that w- kind of the the noted differences between the types of like beginning things that uncover a monster from American horror to perhaps Irish horror is the event that a I think. Um, I'm going to call him a, a clay hoarder was doing. He was digging in the fields and it just was a sprawling shot. And I'm guessing it was clay. That is my guess. I have not looked it up. Probably won't. But he, I'm thinking it was clay. There were a bunch of stacks of it. It was like this mud. He was pushing into bricks and stacking in wheelbarrows and then stacking into bigger piles and carrying case, carrying case and on, on and so forth. So he is excavating mud. He's making mud bricks, um, mud farmer. So he's mud farming and he's making these piles and then he uncovers this like crazy night monster that doesn't like the light, but in the night is quite a fright. You know what I'm saying? So uh, this Irish couple, they're all Irish, so I don't have to say that every time, but they are, you know, they get stranded, they find this dude's farmhouse, they find out he's been bitten, and then I'm not even going to keep going, but they like, so they finally realize that the the monster hates the light, right? So that's their only weapon. It's like flashlights, a bulb here or there, 
you know, star on top of the Christmas tree, perhaps. It's it's a great movie. There was a lot of really cool like visual scares. Um, I was also watching it with headphones on because I was watching it on my laptop and watching it with headphones on. It, I might have to just start. Maybe all my Shutter shoutouts are going to be headphone shoutouts too because watching that scary movie with my headphones on was such a uh, such a different. It was a, like a different way to watch scary movies. There was like more depth of sound. Um, I have like pretty nice speakers in my apartment, but I definitely think that the headphones. Um, give you like a range of like where the sound is coming from and just kind of gives you more like depth and uh, like proximity to what is generating the noise in especially like a horror movie setting that was really, really cool. There is also, not going to say, um, one of my notes that I wrote on my nightpad here, nightpad, it was basement realism. The basement in this farmhouse looks like a fucking basement. There was a daddy long legs down there, and that I think is the only note that I wrote about the basement realism. And that's just because there'd be daddy long legs in every basement. Um, but there was like a cool daddy long legs scene. Like, of course, uh, you know, one character has to remain silent because there's a spooky outside. And, uh, you know, there's a spider on her face. So she's got to be super quiet and she's super freaked out. But again, from the dark, I'm not going to I'm not going to really hammer too deep into it. I don't want to spoil anything. Highly encourage you to go see it. Uh, it's on Shutter again. Shouts out to my official unofficial sponsor Shutter. That's what's up. And that's basically that's the show. You guys, um thanks for listening. Please stay tuned for uh your the next episode. Whenever that may be, seven day boogie could be tomorrow, could be the next day, could be the next day, could be the next day. Who knows? Uh, keep shredding. Find something that uh, makes you boogie and do that. Beat your roommate or friend or something in a game you love. Um, just go out there, be positive, watch a scary movie, and have a great time. And that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening. I am Jordan the Boogeyman. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is at the number seven, D-A-Y-B-O-O-G. Also, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, whatever you listen to your podcasts on. Shoot me a, shoot me a message if you're listening. Say what's up. Uh, if you listen to this episode, um, here's a, a code word to repeat to me. It's baboon. So if you Instagram me the word baboon, I'll know that you listen to this episode or heard me record it. Either way, shoot me that message and I'll be so delighted. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time and we will be right here for you. Goodbye. The, the